Welcome to the Spotlight, day 17 of National Podcast Post Month. I am your host, Ben Beck, and this one, I'm taking you back. Um, If you've been listening to the Spotlight for a lengthy period of time now, you will know somebody who I I have become very, very good friends with uh, and built up a really close relationship with is Dana DiLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Dana has been on the podcast a number of times, and every time she comes on, it, it's an adventure. It really is. I, I never know what to expect, uh, and that's what makes it great. So I'm taking you back to the first time ever Dana joined us on the podcast, joined me on the podcast. This was a, a one-on-one with this one, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I have remained really good friends with her over the years, and she's going to be a friend for life, which is pretty, pretty damn awesome. This is taking you back to the beginning. National Podcast Post Month, Dana DiLorenzo. Welcome back to the showcast here on Next Level. Uh, our guest this week is a comedian actress who I'm actually very excited to spend a little time with. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of her, but we'll get into that in a little bit. She can be seen now every week on the new Hit Stars original comedy, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Please welcome to the program, Dana DiLorenzo. Dana, thanks for spending some time tonight. Ben, that was the most loaded introduction. I found out that you're, you want to like be with me, but you're jealous of me. I mean, I, there's so, we need to, we have a lot to cover. We have a lot to talk about. I want to get to the root of these issues. They, I want, I want us, I want us to kiss and make up at the end. I, I think that sounds fair. So. Okay. I think so too. How so. are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah. No problem. I'm doing well. Are you, uh, East Coast home? I think you're Midwest from where you live now. Are you Ohio? Or? Yes. Well, that's a, you know, that's, that's a tough question to answer. I am from Ohio, um, and from Youngstown, Ohio, which is basically Pennsylvania, which I know you're from, right? You're Philly boy. Yeah, Philly boy. Um, so you're Penn, and my, well, my grandfather was born in Philly. So everyone like thinks because, thinks that I'm from New York because I apparently have some accent that's from New York. But I think it's just like the blend of my, my father's side, like my grandfather and just being Italian. I think we all just sort of talk like, we're all from New York, <laughs> yeah. but I'm from Ohio. But uh, Philly has a very special place in my heart, as does uh, as is the East Coast in general. So, I, um, yeah. So you spend some time out here too, I think, too, don't you? Every once in a while. I yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, our family vacation every year uh, with my parents and my brother was to Cape May, New Jersey, um, and it's it's my one of my favorite spots in the world, and it just has a lot of nostalgia for me and. Um, I haven't been there in so long, but we used to go up and then spend the night, um, not overnight, but spend the night in Wildwood. Okay. And to this day, I will randomly, I'll just be like sitting in traffic on the 405 in LA and I'll just hear in my head, well, what, 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 watch the tramp car, please. Well, what, 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 the tramp car, please. Yeah, that's how, in my over and over. that's how we know you're definitely from, you've been down to Jersey Shore because everybody who's been down there knows that sound. Everyone has been down there. Everyone has bought one of those cheesy, terrible, bada-bing shirts or whatever. <laughs> when they always have, like, those ridiculous expressions, like, for babies even, where it's like, hey, my mom's drunk and so am I. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. who buys these? But they're so fun to look at. And you, you, everyone owns one who's been on the, who's been on that part of the, the country for sure. Yeah. You got to at some point in your life. Right? I know. And I know another one I see down there all the time and I've even seen it on TV shows and stuff like that now is the FBI female body inspector. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. 
<laughs> that it's almost as good as I'm with stupid. That, yeah. With arrow. Almost. <laughs> I mean, those, your female body is better. Yeah. I definitely have seen that. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about Ash vs. Evil Dead, obviously. I know uh, I was completely stoked to find out that, you know, we were going to be returning to the world of Ashley Williams and, and Evil Dead. And, uh, I, you know, I was really happy to find out that it was coming back to life. And, and so far I've seen every episode of the show. I, so far I have real, I've not been disappointed one bit. Like I, I get chills when I watch because I'm, I'm reliving because I'm a huge fan of the originals and I'm reliving you know, fandom from when I first saw these movies, even though I think it focuses, oh my God. I think it focuses more on the first film. It hasn't necessarily touched base on the second or army of darkness, which was the third. Right. Uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, you just gave me chills because I, I love hearing that. Um, and I know everyone uh, involved uh, in the show loved hearing that because first and foremost, uh, Sam Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell and Rob Tappert have made it very clear over and over in multiple interviews. The only reason this exists is because of the fans. Yeah. And because, you know, since the last one came out, what was a 90, Dark Army of Darkness was what, 92? Um, yeah, I think it was early 90s. Yeah, yeah. The, it, it's been, well, basically, you know, it's been over 20 years that fans have been pestering and bothering and clamoring <laughs> Sam to make another one. And he makes so many jokes about it. He's like, finally, you know, we had to do it. I just, you know, we, we didn't know what format to do it. And so, you know, it was a big risk um, for them, obviously, to transition into a completely different medium like television. Um, and, you know, it's so many years later. So the fact that it was made purely for passion and appreciation of the fan base that, that this franchise has garnered, um, to hear from real, like, lifelong fans, not real, there's not fake fans, I just mean, like, hearing it live, <laughs> hearing it live, you know, to, that, that you are not disappointed and that you're, it, it's, it's everything you want it to be. And it's, it's just so great to hear because I can tell you from the bottom to the top and back down, everybody put in 150% and everyone, like, every step of the way was keeping the fans in mind. And, and, you know, credit, to, to the creators and to the great Bruce Campbell because I think he is better than he's ever been um, in this role. I mean, I loved him in all of the movies, but I have to say this, you know, older, slower, uh, man-girl-wearing Ash <laughs> might be my favorite. Like, I'm dead, he, he just makes me laugh. I laugh all over again when I watch them myself, honestly. Yeah. He's just so, so good. I've, I've been a huge Bruce Campbell fan for so many years. I mean, I've, I, again, I've seen a bunch of the other movies. He's like Bubba Hotep and like all these sci-fi movies that he's done. Me too. That was my first Bruce movie. Yeah. (laughs) And and I loved Army of Darkness was actually mine. And then I went back and watched the original Evil Dead movies. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet Bruce two or three times. He was a super nice guy every time I met him. I can't imagine what it's like to work with him on set every day. You know what I say? And it sounds so annoying and cheesy, but I, I really, I'm honest to a fault, but it's how I explain it to people who've asked me is, um, to anyone who's already a fan of him, he's everything you hope that he is only better. Yeah. If there's a way to like, he is that larger than life personality. He walks in the room and he just has his presence. Plus he's like, a tall mountain of a man with a booming voice. So, you know, he's there. Yeah. Um, and, and he is so 
funny and so enigmatic. But then also I feel like I got to see a different side that not everyone gets to see, which was like the working Bruce, the Bruce who took the leadership role of, you know, taking us new kids um, in and uh, I, I like to say under a chainsaw wing, but, you know, taking us in and showing us the ropes. And I mean, he really became a, a real mentor to me. Um, it's kind of like life imitating art because uh, he, he, when he's in his serious mode, he's very just like kind and sweet. And I, he probably doesn't want me saying this because, uh, because, you know, you got to keep up that awesome image, but he really is just one of the most wonderful men I've ever met. And so wicked smart, man. Yeah. He, he knows, like, he's one of those people, and my dad's actually this way, who just knows everything, like, about everything, can, like, have a conversation about anything from, you know, history to, I don't know, calculus, <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, but awesome man, and he just kept us laughing the entire time. Like, there's so much in the final version that you're seeing that is him, uh, that was an improvised thing. Um, and we all got to do it. We all get some good moments in there that were just off the cuff. But, um, like from one of my, one of the ones I was so surprised to see it in there and so excited about it. Um, two episodes ago, so that would have been, yeah, episode five. Um, he at the very end when he gets the hand, when Pablo makes the new, yeah. um, hand for him and he just flips the bird at the very end. That so was just him being silly after a couple takes. But I love that he used it because it's so perfectly ash because here he is, you know, having a genuine moment taking responsibility, which we never see him do, feeling like a little bit guilty, and then all of a sudden, boom, back into Ash mode. It, it was, but that was totally Bruce Campbell just throwing it out there, you yeah. know? Yeah, I know. He's. We've been doing this podcast for about two years now, and we've talked to so many great people, but I know when we first started this, um, we each have like our little like top three bucket list of people that at some point in our time doing this, we would love to talk to. And Bruce is in my top three. I've reached out to him before, but I know he's such a busy guy and I know he's really tough to get he a hold is. of. Yeah. So I'm hoping one but day. I will, I can... Hey, listen, man, I'll try and put, I don't see him that often. I'm not going to see him probably till we uh, start up on season two, but I'll, I'll put in a good word for you, Paisan. I, I appreciate it because if I'd, I'd love to talk to him one day, you know, the same way. But I mean, speaking of season two, that had to make you feel really good that, you know, Stars picked this show up for season two before season one had even started. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't say enough about every day of this whole process um, from the audition to to where we are today. I mean, I continually am like, okay, because I'm very Italian and I... We, I wear like the, it's called the Melocchio, like to keep away uh -huh. the evil eye. There's too many good things happening. I'm like, something bad's gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get hit. I, my apartment, I'm gonna, like, it's the most ridiculous things. I'm like, I'm gonna fall down the stairs and break my neck today. Just because <laughs> everything is like, this is too amazing. Um, because, uh, from the get go, you know, even getting this job and it happened very quickly for me and out of the blue, I never in a million years thought I was ever going to get this part and it was so that's probably why I got it because I went in there I'm like yeah I'm never going to get this I'm not worried about it it's, it's never going to pick me yeah and like three I mean it was like an audition a callback and then boom I was screen testing with Bruce Campbell and Sam Rainey that caught me off guard and then to know once I got it oh by the way you don't have to deal with the hell of pilot season which I've done a few pilots and you hold on to hope that the network picks it up and it tests really well and then nothing ever happens with it. It doesn't get, doesn't even see the light of day or it gets canceled two episodes in. I mean, this is the reality we live in, uh, as an actor right now, you know, in, in this day and age. 
So to know that it was already greenlit for season one, like full on, was exciting. Then it was actually the most beautiful, beautifully (laughs) poetic thing. It was um, the day of our Los Angeles premiere, like big premiere, shutting down Hollywood Boulevard. It was at the Chinese Brahmin Theater. And it was right first thing in the morning and got the call that it was picked up for season two. I I really, my head was spinning. I just, every day I'm like that new and like annoying person who's like, thank you. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Like I go and meet fans and they're like, thank you so much. I'm like, no, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for giving me a job. My parents, thank you for giving me a job, (laughs) you know? So, uh, yes, I, I am so grateful to stars. I, we could not be on a better network, man. They are, they are rock stars because they just let us not, I mean, they let the, the creators have complete control and complete creative freedom. And just when you're like, they're never going to let us do that. They're like, nope, go for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. I gotta, I gotta hand it to stars. They're, they're pretty spectacular. I mean, and you mentioned the fans too, you know, you know, like you said, these movies started out with the first Evil Dead probably about like what, 30 years ago. I mean, and the fans have been massive over this course of time. Did that, I know you auditioned for the part, but when you, when you got the part, you had to have known how fanatical the fans were. Did that make you nervous or scared at all going into this? You know, I, yeah, of course. And, and to be honest, I don't, I, I'm still kind of playing catch up. To be honest, I still don't even think any of this is real. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, what? I'm on a, I'm on a show. Like, I'm not going to work at the bar tonight. I don't understand what's happening. Um, cause I was working at a bar when this, when I got this job. Um, and I have to say, like, I, I didn't, fully understand or I couldn't grasp the magnitude of it, of of the fan base, I should say. I always knew that it was a game-changing franchise. I had seen Army of Darkness. I I knew what this was, and I knew it had a fan base, but until you, we really started getting in it, and I'm starting now, just now, to really get some one-on-one time with fans and see, <laughs> like I said, real fans, yeah. real-life fans. <laughs> Um, I have to say, to, to tell you the truth, at the beginning, I, I was absolutely terrified. Um, and the first time uh, when Ray and I, Ray Santiago, played Pablo, when we met up, when it got announced, because we had never even met, we had never, you know, auditioned together or anything. So we kind of were in this this place of, oh, my God, like, this this is amazing, but it's terrifying. Because the, let's talk about the obvious. Number one, it's a, it's a continuation of something that's so beloved. So expectations are going to be high. Number two, um, it's really about one man, and that is Ash Williams. And now all of a sudden, Ash Williams is going to have sidekicks. What if they hate that? <laughs> and oh my God, what if they hate us? Um, or what if it's what if it's terrible? You know. So you. But I have to say one thing I learned is I I took a lot from from Ash. I'd say if like someone had asked me, what did you learn from this whole experience? And I can I just from watching. This episode is all in my head, so I'm, I'm going to quote Ash Williams, shoot first, think never. Uh-huh. Honestly, which is the complete opposite of who I am. I'm like overthinker anonymous. Um, and so you just, it was one of those things where Sam and, and Craig, the showrunner and, and Bruce, everybody from day one was like, we're going to, we're going to have a good time making this. You're all meant to be here. We all believe in you. Um, let's have a great time and make a killer show. And so they, that sort of cast everyone's fears aside, at least us newbies, because we're like, okay, they they believe in us, so we can do this, you yeah. know? 
Um, and so now to answer, sorry, I don't know how to answer in a <laughs> concise way at all. I get cut off on every friggin' voicemail. Um, it's, a, it's a problem. Sorry, I, I'm not getting it. You would think I'd get better by having done a bunch of interviews. No, no I'm getting don't. worse. I'm talking more. <laughs> um, whatever. I'm sorry. You can edit, edit it. Like no, that. keep it going. It's out. fine. <laughs> but I did want to say um, I was lucky enough. My first time to see fans was at New York Comic Con, which was such a mind-blowing experience because I've never been to Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and getting to see them there and getting to see their reaction to the surprise viewing of the first episode, obviously, like, well before it came out. I mean, the entire, I'm getting chills thinking about it being, I mean, it was 2,400 people at the Hammerstein Ballroom and the building shook. Uh-huh. I'm not even kidding. Like, it was the, the vibration in the room. It was, it, it, it was electrifying. And then, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I went to Chicago, my old stomping grounds, and, um, uh, was at a horror convention called Days of the Dead and got to spend like, three days one-on-one with all of these fans and hearing their stories of the first time they saw Evil Dead and which one was it and who were they with and what did they think? And I mean, I just, I'm loving it because to be a part of something, to be a new person, a part of something that means so much to so, so many people, I'm just, I'm just grateful. And I, I'm just loving hearing the anecdotes about it because I get a front row seat to this whole thing. How cool is that? I'm yeah. very lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're part of this lore now. I mean, this franchise is, you know, it's getting a fresh, I don't even want to say fresh start because it's not starting the franchise over, but, you know, it's, it's a fresh new chapter and now you're, you're permanently a part of this story, which has got to be pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it is, well, I, I would be careful with the word permanent because none of us are safe. We were, uh, it, <laughs> that's yeah. the exciting thing is like, you know, it's kind of like that's that's the good and bad of 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 horror shows is that nobody is ever safe. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not alluding to anything. I'm just I have gotten it in my head. Like you know what? It's it, it was told us to us very early on. Like <laughs> you're gonna get scripts two days in advance, and anybody can go. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm gonna put my money that Bruce Campbell's gonna be the first one to go, huh? <laughs> huh? And everyone's like, no. And I go, no, I'm kidding. Obviously. Well, I mean, with, with the, the, yeah, with the show being called Ash versus Evil Dead, I'm, I, probably it's pretty, not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's safe. Probably but I mean, not. But if it wasn't called Ash versus Evil Dead, I, I wouldn't put my money against that because your character. No way. Your no character. Well, no, it's his. It's his thing, man. It is, but I mean, it's it could better be. Better not leave. If there's any one person in this show now, though, that I think could take over the mantle that Ash has, it's your character, Kelly. I mean, she has. She's definitely coming uh, on in her into herself as a badass since the first episode, and not only that, but she now she kind of has the same penchant for vengeance that Ash does for the these deadites killing her parents. Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but sorry, yeah. Sorry, so, but I mean, if if there's any one person between you and Kelly and Pablo, Kelly could absolutely take up the mantle. That's Man, just my well, opinion. that gave me chills. I mean, and that's. And, you know, I have no idea. None of us have it. Like I said, I got scripts like I was memorizing lines, you know, on set because we they kept them very tightly under wraps. Um, but that's really interesting that you uh, have made that observation because one of the things um, that Sam and I talked about and then um, Craig and I talked about was, you know, when we were developing because Kelly sort of grew as I grew into the role and as the writers sort of figured out where they were going to go. Um, so we were all sort of 
learning from each other as we went along, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and just like building blocks, man. And okay, well now it's this and now it's this. But we sort of always knew her, her general, um, demeanor, which was, uh, Sam, I mean, Sam told me in my, uh, in my, what am I trying to say? Screen test. Um, hey, uh, so we're going to put your, we would be putting Kelly through a lot this season. Um, she, she definitely goes through the most, the most quickly. Um, and one of the storylines you want to do, spoiler alert, turn down your volume if you don't want to hear this. If you haven't, if you haven't seen up at least until five. Um, but he's like, he said, um, she's going to be possessed and it's going to be very physically and mentally draining and you're going to have to do this that, and the other. Are you okay with that? And I've seen my audition tape and I just like light up and I like put my hands in the air. Like when you cross the finish line of a race and just like, you know, cherries of fire started playing or something. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I would love that. I've always wanted to play someone evil. I've like loved Jack Nicholson and, and growing up and, a, you know, the Joker was like a dream role. <laughs> like the Jack Nicholson Joker was like yeah. a dream role when I was younger. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm game for all of that. And he's like, okay, and you're going to be able to do stunts and do harness work. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I, I, again, like I never thought I was going to get it, but I was super excited that idea. Um, but anyway, I'm totally, I digress. To, to one of the things we discussed was that, you know, she's actually more similar to Ash than either of them would like to admit, which is why they, it's such a fun relationship to watch, mm-hmm. um, unfold because they, I like, I don't know what they like more, like fighting deadite or pushing each other's buttons, you know, because, <laughs> and they have such a, like, um, an older, older brother, younger sister relationship in a way, or, or crazy uncle. And yeah, I don't know, but, um, they, they really, you, it, I've started to notice, um, even by just watching it. That, that they are pretty similar. Um, but then at the same time, like, you, I feel like Pablo would be, a, 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 he's definitely a viable option to, uh, to follow in Ash's footsteps, especially after that epic scene with the blue, spoiler alert, yeah. um, and, and the flames and the fire. So, um, you know, or, or there's no one taking it over and it's just Ashley Williams as always, which is, I think, what is probably gonna, what is the rightful, the rightful <laughs> thing to do. But, um, but yeah, it has been really fun getting to to sort of play this butting heads with with Ash. Um, but then also to really have some some genuine sweet moments between them. Yeah. Um. And and having like in that second episode when Kelly's parents eyes, and at the end his like his way of comforting her is to compliment himself. You know when he said, <laughs> you know, you're kind of like a young me. That I turn your life and you're hot as hell. That is the perfect way to explain Ash Williams. Like, I don't really know what to say. But I'm going to try and make you feel better, but it's still about me. By the way, that <laughs> whole that whole scene at the end of that episode, too, is probably still to this day one of my favorites. And it's not the compliments that he's given himself. It's the fact that he's putting crosses down for your parents and you just turn to him and be like, you know, they're Jewish, right? it's just it's little moments like that that totally make that show and that's one of the reasons why i love it i'm well props to the writers man and props to craig gregorio because that is that is all them um and and they are even more gracious because they they they're so collaborative and are always willing you know for us to sort of you know sam had to sit down and was like let's rewrite the scene and like asked me to help him rewrite the scene. I was like, what? 
what is happening right now? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, and that's just, but that's why I think the show is working because everybody is, cares about it so much and everybody is, is working as a team. No one is trying to get the accolades or I don't even know how to say it. It's just, it's a team effort and everybody really cares about the story that they're telling. Um, and everyone really gets along. So I think that's the magic sauce. And that's why I think it's doing well for, for the fans. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that, I mean, even though it's been a long time since they've, they've delved into this universe, if you look back at it, you know, the original Evil Dead, this is what made Bruce and Sam, this is what started their career. So when I heard that they were making this show, the fact that Bruce and Sam were behind it, and the same thing with the Evil Dead movie that they had just done a couple years ago, when you when you hear that right. Sam and Bruce um, uh, are behind it, you know they're not. And gonna, Rob and Rob Tapper. Yeah, you you know they're they're not going to let anything happen to this. This is their this is a passion project for their them. baby. Yeah. yeah, it's their baby. And just the same way Sam's not going to let anything happen to that Delta man. Oh my See, god, that Delta. We got so many good stories about that Delta. So good. I love the fact that the Delta is in is still around. I mean, I, obviously, I think the original Delta. I don't know where he said it is. I know I have read. Yeah, interviews. he hasn't said where it is because Bruce Campbell wants the original original. <laughs> Sam has like it gets this little smirk on his face, and he said, "I will never ever tell him." Yeah, he's never getting that car. <laughs> but I will. But I will tell you what you would never know. Like I, I, I when when I had my first scene in the Delta, I was like, "Is this the original?" Because the detail that you don't eat, that the camera doesn't even see on the inside. I mean, it smelled like it was from the 70s, for sure. <laughs> um, the, the seats were so big. Like, you could have a dance party in the back. And that's where I got to sit. So I was, like, laying down between tanks. I'm like, it's more comfortable than my bed. <laughs> but, like, no, I mean, it, but just the detail. And, like, the, the locks don't work. And every time, you know, okay, we're done. We're going to move the camera. And, you like really have to go to the bathroom and then you're trying to get out and then there's going to be like three people coming in and unlock it from the other side. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Anyone who grew up with like an older car will, would enjoy it. But, yeah. um, but yeah, man, they brought that cause you know, we shoot in New Zealand. Um, even though it's Detroit that the show takes place and we shoot in stunningly gorgeous New Zealand. So they like shipped three or four of those cars over. <laughs> How crazy. How awesome is that, man? Well, I guess we can just add that to another reason why I'm jealous of you, because that's one of those places I've always wanted to visit, is New Zealand and Australia. And you're filming over there. That with, I, will, I will let you be jealous Bruce. of that, because I'm jealous of myself. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, but if it makes you feel any better, I have not really been, I've not really traveled that much in my life. Uh -huh. So so this was, like, the fact that I get to go there is what, it's like, okay, I used up all my travel karma, and now I get to shoot in <laughs> New Zealand where everything is magical and perfect, and they have double rainbows. True story. Double <laughs> perfect rainbow. Like, perfect rainbow. That, you, that you've seen Who for yourself? I, we were shooting in that scene in the first episode. Um, I think it's on the... I wonder if any of the behind-the-scenes video stuff is going to make it on, like, the DVD, because I... What, such an asshole <laughs> because we're in the middle. So it's the scene in the very first one on the Sam was directing and it's, we're outside a value shop. And by the way, it was actually like they brought in a massive industrial wind machine and leaves and rain didn't even need it. 
because it was actually really <laughs> raining crazy and windy that day, legitimately. Uh-huh. So it would rain on and off. And the weather in New Zealand is insane. At that, on the, that day, it was like five minutes of sunny, five minutes of rain. So because of that, I'm now like on that bike, look, you know, trying to start it. It's a very scary moment, all this stuff. And in the, I mean, I finished the take, but I was so distracted because I was like, oh my God, everybody, it's a double rainbow. And it's perfect. <laughs> oh my God, I've never even seen a full rainbow. And like all the Kiwis, like the, the, the New Zealand crew is like, yeah, <laughs> they don't, they're not impressed at all. They're like, don't you have, don't you have rainbows in, in the United States? I was like, yeah, maybe in like Hawaii or, you know, I don't know, Oregon or something. Not in, not in Ohio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not, in, not in California where it hasn't rained in about a decade. So, yeah, where you're in the middle uh, of a drought. Right. But uh, New Zealand, man, I cannot say enough about that and about the crew that we have there. Um, they're just, it's magical. And it's, I will tell you now, put to your bucket list. It's really not, it's like, it's not as far as you think. It's the flight, like you sleep overnight and you're there. Yeah. Because the time difference isn't that crazy from, well, at least from the West Coast. I mean, it is. They're like a two days ahead, but but it's real. You uh, anybody's listening, go to New Zealand. Go, go, go. And the people there are like Midwest mentality. It's so kind. And they're every the best food I've had in my life. Everywhere you look, you 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 like run out of space on your phone because you're taking <laughs> pictures constantly. And I wasn't even in with the, what the locals consider like we don't even film in. We film in Auckland, which is the North Island. South Island is where, um, like, Lord of the Rings films and a bunch of these epic shows film, and that's where all of the Kiwis are like, well, that's really the beauty of New Zealand. And I'm like, really? Because I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty friggin' impressed with whatever magical second-rate fairyland that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. You definitely should go, then. Uh, it's, it's on my bucket list. It's been on my bucket list for as long as I can remember, so I'll get there eventually. Okay, I, I hope so. So you have to come like interview us on set. That'll be your new, new life goal. Oh, I, that and would, you can meet Bruce in New Zealand, dude. That would be amazing. That would be. I mean, fantastic. let's put it. Let's put that intention out there, man. I think you should write that in your diary today, your Hello <laughs> Kitty diary, and then you put it out there. There you go. So actually, it's a diary in the shape of the Necronomicon. So. Oh, even okay. Well, you know, I was kind of hoping it wasn't Hello Kitty, but I don't judge. <laughs> I don't judge. Um, I know I mentioned two things. There is one other thing I am jealous of you about that I have to mention before, oh God. before we stop this interview. What can I do you, to get you to not be jealous? You, as I said, you 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 film in New Zealand, which is one. You work with Bruce, which is two. But you have also worked with one of my top three favorite comedians ever. And believe it or oh, not, boy. before you did Ash vs. Evil Dead, I recognized you from this thing that you did. You used to work with Craig Ferguson. I did <laughs> used to work with Craig Ferguson. And what a talent he is, huh? I, I, what's it like working with him, too? Because he just seems like another one of those... He's he's not anybody I've had the opportunity to talk to or or meet, which I'd love to. But he seems like another one of those that's just very genuine and extremely nice guys. Absolutely. I mean, and he is, he is uh, another one, man. One thing that I don't think anybody knows, you, you know, when he does like the opening monologue uh-huh. and usually those are, you know, those are written and every day, like they would be written and the writers would write them. And I, cause I would see 
um, what the what the things were that were going to go on the teleprompter. You know, they would give you a script of what's coming up, whatever. He never, he's, I don't think he ever read it once. All of that was just improvised. I mean, that man is so brilliant. And also, I got to give props to my to my pal, Josh Robert Thompson. Yeah. He played Jeff the Robot. Uh-huh. Um, and and actually, uh, he has a new show that's going to be coming out that I did as well. That's super funny. But the two of them together, I mean, I, I, I was, it was such an experience. I, I, again, like, I'm glad I didn't have to do more because half the time I was just laughing too hard. And I wasn't, <laughs> I was supposed to hate them when I played, you know, the CBS executive. And, yeah. and so it was a good thing that, that I didn't, didn't have to see me all the time because I was, just crying with laughter every single time. Well, I loved it because he was great. Craig yeah, was great. It got to the point where I know you were supposed to hate them all the time, and then it just got to the point where eventually you were just out there dancing with Craig and Secretariat. <laughs> pretty and much. Pretty much. <laughs> you were just part I of the gang part now of the at that point. And then, like once in a while, Craig would like just say something and like try and you know flick off Beth, and I was like, "Oh, right, I have to be mad." Hey, no, because <laughs> you know, I never knew. You know, I was completely that was completely improvised as well. So. You never knew. That was the really tough part is you never knew, like, if he was going to come to you at all. Like, because if he, if, he, if he says something to you, you got to be ready. And I'm not nearly as quick as those brilliant men. So uh, it was it was definitely um, an exercise in improv. And uh, But we had a, had a lot of fun on that show, uh, even though it was like a short little stint. It was great to see and to see behind the curtain. And, yeah, he is, he is exactly what you think as well. Yeah, I know. I I... I didn't catch him from the beginning because uh, I wasn't really a late night person. But I'll tell you, the moment I caught his show for the first time, I don't think I missed an episode for the last five years that he did it. I watched him wow. every night. So, wow. and I've That's seen awesome. and I've seen him perform stand up twice too. So I know how brilliant he is. Pretty great, camera. huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does every accent under the sun. Honestly, <laughs> um, I, I saw him when uh, he and Josh performed in Vegas. Um, and it was a man, I, I, I just been blown away that a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, so before we let you go, um, I know we're just about half, we're we're actually halfway, if not a little bit more than halfway through this current season without any spoilers, what can we expect to, to see for the rest? You know how hard that is (laughs) without any spoilers. It's so hard. (laughs) Um, you know what happens is we all make up and um, I marry a deadite and we all just live happily ever after. Oh, There's okay. There's for you. I mean, they really <laughs> wanted to just take it in a different direction. Sam was like, you know what? Let's go really unexpected. Let's turn this into a telenovela. <laughs> 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 no one will see that coming. No, not at all. Um, no. Uh, well, let's see. This last episode was, uh, uh, last night was a doozy, as you've seen. And so, um, you will now see the, the, the trio has formed, the trifecta has formed. But now we get Amanda Fisher in the mix. And who boy is that going to throw a ringer in? Um, so I can, I can just say that. I'll say who boy. Um, now that, that the tables are turned a bit. And Lucy Lawless, man, a.k.a. Lucy Flawless. Can we just talk about her for a second? <laughs> the most beautiful woman. I, the first time I saw her in, on the show, she had no makeup on whatsoever. And she's like, doesn't, she's radiant. She doesn't need, she's one of the, like, I've never seen anybody. I can't, 
she's my woman crush in life. But anyway, um, she, her character is going to just keep getting revving those engines more and more. And what I can tell you is this. Um, for the season finale, because I really can't, I want everyone to be surprised. Yeah. But this is what I can tell you a little behind the scenes um, teaser. Uh, when we were filming the season finale, um, the crew, and that means everybody from makeup to props to every uh, the crew in general, um, who all know what's happening or watching it live. Uh, it's not like not any of this is a surprise to them. They've all worked on it and prepared for this moment. When they saw it actually happening, a couple of different scenes, they actually gagged. Oh, man. They were gagging. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you that's good or bad. I'm just going to say you take that what you will. Yeah. That is that the, the, the final episode is so insane. Like just when you think we couldn't top with the horror and the, the gore and the insanity and the comedy and Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm telling you the crew was gagging. Like truly I, I they came, like I, they were there and they were talking about, Oh my God, I had to leave. I just step outside because <laughs> I was going to ruin the shot. Cause I thought I was going to get sick. Well, that makes me excited. That's that gets me excited more because of the fact, not just the fact that, you know, it's going to be a big season finale, but that also means that Sam and Bruce and Rob and everybody are going to try and top it for season two, which is going to be great. That is, isn't it? And yeah. it, and it really, oh, I can't, I'm like, I gotta be quiet because I'm gonna give something away. <laughs> so you're exactly right. And, um, everything leading up to that moment just keeps, there are so many things that are happening in the next few episodes that you are going, your jaw is gonna drop. Oh, you're wait. never gonna see it coming. I'm like, I'm, can I just tell you? I'm gonna give you a visual before you let me go. I am pacing around in my living room right now in a circle. Like clapping because I'm I'm so excited to see it. Um, so I I I, have, I gotta stop clapping. <laughs> no one is here to see me clap when I'm clapping. Um, but it, it really it is. They just keep doing it. So um, I hope uh, I hope you're you're happy with with where it, where it goes because it's a doozy. <laughs> I I, <laughs> a doozy. I have I have no doubts it will be, but. Just so we can make sure you don't spoil anything. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead stars Saturday nights, 9 o'clock on Stars. There's still about half the season left, so you can definitely check out Stars On Demand to get caught up on everything that you've missed, and I highly recommend it. Um, on Twitter, uh, I'm Dana DiLorenzo. That's your Twitter handle? Correct. I like I letter M, Dana DiLorenzo. And, then and you- same with Instagram. Oh, same with Instagram as well. Okay. And then uh, DanaDiLorenzo.com is your website as well, correct? Well, sure, sort of. It's under construction, but yeah, let's let's put that out there. Doesn't let's prevent people there. from bookmarking it for later. <laughs> when I get on top of that, when I get on top of that, I got to get some uh, holiday gifts first, and then I'm gonna <laughs> then I'm gonna work on that website that I'm paying for and doing nothing with, and it looks like oh god, you don't no one go, now everyone's gonna go to the website. Oh god, edit that. <laughs> Guys, just go on Facebook. Just, find there you go. Find your Facebook, <laughs> and Twitter, and Instagram. IMDb. Do any site except Dana DiLorenzo.com. <laughs> All right. Forget YouTube, we. Forget know. we even mentioned DanaDiLorenzo.com. It's too late. Then <laughs> it's too late. God, it's out there. You know what? That's okay. I'd rather rather that than spoil something and let something slip about what's coming up. So that's true. I'll take the hit. That's true. I'll take the, but I need to know something. What's that? 
Are we? Are you? Are we like kissing and making up now? Or I, I think are you so. Relinquish your. I, I think. Can every, we just be friends? Yeah, I think everything's been everything's been taken care of. I think we're good. Okay, good. <laughs> so. That makes me happy, and I will put in a good word to Mister Mister Campbell for oh, you. Oh, please do. I would. I would absolutely and love that. Not um, that I have that much clout, but I will try. Well, I'm <laughs> sure at this point you do. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Dana, no lie. We've done a ton of interviews. Uh, This has been one of my absolute favorites. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's probably because like I didn't stop talking. So you were just like, okay, well, she answered that question without (laughs) me asking. Okay, now she's going, all right, great. (laughs) Man, I had a great time talking to you. And uh, I have to thank you again for every, all the wonderful things you said and just say to you, um, and all the all the fans out there who are listening, thank you. And um, we're gonna keep keep trying to to, to top ourselves and 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 make you guys uh, hang on and keep coming back for more. So awesome. thank you, everybody who's been watching. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, guys, stick around, and there will be more showcast right after this break.